Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. with Psychic Gary Spivey. What is your question? Hi, my name is Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, what's your question? Um, I want to know if my daughter is still hanging around with us. And when did she pass? Um, almost five years ago. How old was she? Fifteen. Uh, I see her, and she's making jokes, and she's running around and doing... Um, she's laughing, she's doing cartwheels, um, she's showing me she physically feels great, and she's in one piece, but I, I see her just, just really being active. What does that mean? Why is she doing all that? She's not who she was. She was always being silly, goofy, doing stupid things. Oh, okay. That's her. Okay. Well, she's just, and she's doing that now. She says, you're the best mom. Oh. She, so she says, you're the best mom, and so she loves you so much. How did she die? She was killed by a drunk driver, underage drunk driver. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. You know? Yeah. But she, she's like, she tells me it didn't hurt much, and she said, tell her I'm okay. Tell her I'm okay. Please tell her I'm okay. And I, she just keeps saying it over and over. And um, she makes a funny face, and she pulls her hair up like making a funny face with hair. <laughs> That's she all she used to do was make funny faces. She would do that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And so she's doing all these things just to let it let you know that it's really, really her. And so she just wants you to know that she's really alive. Uh, she's just in a different dimension. But she says, right. tell her I'm really, really still alive. Tell her I'm not dead. So you're thinking of her like she's dead? She wants no, to- uh, I don't think of her. I, I know she's there, and I'm doing everything I can to keep her memory alive. Well, she's telling me to tell you that she sees you every day. She loves you a lot. She's really, really happy. She's she's talking about she's with somebody and they're putting it's almost like they're putting food food in jars or canning or doing something. Who is that? Is that a grandma? A great grandma? I'm not sure. But she's with somebody. If you it feels like it's your grandmother, you know. It might be. I didn't know my grandma very well. Okay. We find out. Because she's she's hanging out with all kinds of people that that are, you know, family over there. She's showing me all all these things. If you check on it, you'll find that person canned food all the time. I'm going to look into that. Wow. All right. She loves you a lot. That's all good news, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Uh, morning. Hello, you're there with Psychic Gary Spivey. Yes, um, I had a medical procedure done recently, and I was just wondering what you saw as far as the results on that. Okay, can you tell me what procedure it was? It was a biopsy. Okay, um, did they think it was precancerous? Is that what they were thinking? Yes. Uh, it feels like it, it's precancerous, but it feels like it's very minor, you know. I think they'll see a couple of abnormal cells, but it seems very minor and, and, no, and not... I don't think it to be a big issue in other words like i think it's like i can see where you're afraid but fearful but it looks like you get get through it is my point and i think it's not a real it ends up not being a big big problem for you 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 manage you get right through it that's what i see wow okay that's good news hon yeah. yes it is well thank you so yeah. much and i hope you enjoy your day you too thank you bye-bye what is your question um i just wanted to know uh, i just got married a year ago and i wanted to know if my marriage is gonna last 
here's what I, I see. Uh, you guys are are really not in your relationship. You're in your previous relationships. He's in a relationship not with you now, but somebody he was with that was an idiot before you. I see that you're in a relationship with somebody that was an idiot before him. You, do you guys realize you're doing that or not? Uh, I realize I am. Okay. But I don't think he realizes that he is. Okay. And so you're being passive-aggressive. Like, if I really asked you what the problem was in your relationship, you would basically say you don't really have a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, there's not really, I mean, it's not like he's cheating and he didn't go, you know, steal your money or, you know, anything. He didn't take your dog to the dog pound or anything terrible. And so, whatever, and, you know, I don't see you doing anything bad either. See, what's going on? So you guys are in a passive-aggressive swing, which means, you know, I'm mad. I'm going to get mad, turn around, run the other way, stomp my feet, but look over my shoulder to make sure you come running after me, just make up, and then repeat the process. That's what you guys are doing, right? Yeah. Okay. It ensures the end of the relationship. It's the number one thing that people do is, is this passive-aggressive swing in dysfunctional relationships. And it ensures that you'll, you know, the relationship will be over. And then it also ensures that you'll be an old lady with cats. Wow. Well, you don't, you don't want to be an old lady with cats, right? No. <laughs> okay. Well, you, here, you want me to tell you how to stop it? Yes, please. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> That's what you do. It's a habit. Stop it. It's a passive-aggressive habit. And so, uh, but I think he loves you very much. I think you love him very much. And I think you guys are in this routine of getting mad and, and playing a passive-aggressive game. So you got to stop being that. And as soon as you do that, and you can actually do it today, you can just stop it. And it'll take him and just be nice to him. Here's how you get out of that. You spoil him. Think of ways you can spoil him and just spoil him every day, expecting nothing in return. In other words, don't do something for him, expecting him to do something back for you right that minute. You just have to spoil him. And if you spoil him and do all these nice things for him, uh, I really see that he'll respond to that and then he'll spoil you. It'll take about two weeks for him to come out of this little crazy swing you were in. So you have to spoil him for two weeks, really expecting nothing in return. But then after two weeks, I see you'll have your great relationship back. That's how wow. you do it. That should oh, okay. be that should be easy. You guys are newlyweds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, you, you want to do that, right? Yeah, I do. But also, we have problems with his kids. Yeah, his but you want to do really that. Like you, yeah, but you want to do that, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. You're going to have problems with the kids, the mailman. You know, you're going to have a flat tire. The roof could leak. The hot water heater could blow up. You see what I'm saying? Uh huh. Things can happen. Yeah. You're going to have some problems. That's what life is. You have to work through them every day. But your passive-aggressive swing is not working through them. It's enhancing them. Spoil him, and you'll get through the kids and everything else. Okay? Okay. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on the air with Gary Spivey. What is your question? Good morning. I was just wondering about my dad. He passed away a couple of years ago, two years ago, and I just want to know, he's on my mind a lot, how he's doing. And what's his name? Richard. It took me a minute to find him. See, he was sick for a while before he yes. died, right? Yes. When people are sick for a long time before they die, when they get to heaven, they end up in a transitional state, which is they're sitting in a beautiful garden, you know, with angels around them, and um, that's where he is. So he's in heaven, he's in the garden, but it's not like when I try to move in close and talk to him, the angels tell me, shh, 
like, be quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. And so I can see him in heaven. He's doing really good. But he's getting, you know, when you're sick a long time before you die, a lot of times you'll end up in this, in the garden, and you're just you're just in a healing state, and it's beautiful, and you're getting, you know, you're kind of getting your, your energy all back together again, you know, if you would, and healing up. So that he's in the garden in heaven. He's doing really, really well. I just see him sitting there. He's looking at a waterfall, actually. So okay. it's pretty. It's very pretty where his heaven is, but that's what I see. I'm not able to talk to him, but I can see him. So that's where he's at. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. Thank you, hon. Bye-bye. Okay, you're on with Gary Spivey. Go ahead and ask your question. Yes. I've been trying to get my disability uh, two or three years now, and I was wondering when I was going to get it or if I'm going to anytime soon. Okay, well, I see you getting it if you don't miss an appointment. you got to be aware and know. You're sort of, sometimes you'll just forget and it'll sort of slip your mind or you'll not know you got them or something. Uh-huh. And so you got to be careful to really pay attention to that. I hear if you don't miss your appointments, you'll get it. Within a year? Within about three months. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, uh, Carson, welcome to the morning after. I was wondering, I've been with my husband for 15 years, and, you know, I've always felt like I've put in 200% and he's put in 10. And I'm wondering what the, you know, the future holds for us and if we're going to have more children. I don't know if he's going to change or, you know, if something's going to happen. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, you like him a negative 16. <laughs> so it actually means you hate his guts. Yeah, I think you should have three more children, maybe four. Why not seven? On a scale I have of one. Ten, yeah, have some more with somebody you hate. On a scale of one to ten, uh, you love him as a human being, uh, a negative two, so you don't even like him as a human. And uh, on a scale of one to ten, you're passionately in love with him a four. And so usually when you hate somebody because they just are lazy, he feels like a lazy everything. It feels like he, it is all about uh, him. Um, he would fall into the category of being a really um, nice narcissist, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's very nice, but it's all about him. Did I mention anything about him? Did I say anything about him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's not lazy. Like, physically, he works hard, but he is lazy as far as... He's a lazy yeah. lover. And so, he's a, and so that's that's what you got. Um, and so I don't. I think that finally you'll just you know freak out, uh, kick the door down as you escape with your child. What What you does know. he think about me? What does he think of you? On a scale of one to ten, he likes you a negative two. He don't like you too much either. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, he loves you as a human being, a void. He has no sense of other people as a human. Oh my God! He, yes. He's missing the gear. Has no sense of other other people at all, and doesn't love anybody. Did I say anything about himself? Did I mention anything about him? Let's talk about being funny, but I don't know how else to do it. Uh, and he's passionately, passionately in love with you, a void. So okay. he's totally incapable of being in love, and he's totally incapable of loving anyone as a human. And so, so I'm going to have a mental breakdown and just leave. I think so. I think you so may be careful. Is he causing my anxiety and my depression? Oh, no, honey, no. I'm <laughs> being funny with you because you're in such a state of denial of the whole thing that it, all I can do is make a joke about it. Yes. Yeah, it is funny and then it isn't is funny. Yes. Yeah, it's you're not, you hit this. Your problem is, is you're addicted to the theory of being married. Yeah. You know, you're not in, you don't, you don't think about your relationship, which is non-existent. You actually think about your marriage like it's some sort of an institution that actually cares about you. It's not. Yeah. Okay, so, well, thank you. You answered my question. Thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> she's fired up. 
<laughs> we got a couple uh, a couple minutes left here. Uh, Monica, you're on with the world's most gifted psychic, Gary Spivey. My dad died a few years ago, and since then my health has went really downhill. And I feel like it's impacting my relationships, especially with my daughter. Um, I was just curious if you see anything as far as my health and her, my daughter. Right. I'm hearing the words, the cause is the cure, or the cure is the cause. Uh, are you on medications? Yes. Okay. What do you own? Are you taking any uh, antidepressants or pain pills, sleeping yes. pills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which ones? All of them? All of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're just a, a, a prescription drug addict. Oh. Okay. That's what. You, it's really easy to to have that happen, and um, and you don't even know it because you, you sounded all surprised. Me? No one's mm-hmm. ever called me a drug addict. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. They, uh, yeah. Okay. And so, I understand. but all of your problems come from your addictions. Hmm. Okay. 90, let me read the number, 93%, okay? 93% of your problems are coming from your pills. How many pain pills do you take? Mm, two, generally a day. A couple a day. What kind? Four times. Okay. And then uh, how about antidepressants? You own one or two? Um, Tell the truth. Usually, well, usually two, one in the morning and one at night. You said it's usually sometimes. It's supposed to help with my pain, too. Yeah, yeah sometimes is it more, sometimes though? Sometimes I take one. Sometimes I take two. Okay. And then any sleeping pills? Yes, ambient. Oh, God. That in itself usually gets people, you know, after a while, totally insane. Mm-hmm. So, so there you are. Get it? Mm-hmm. See, it sounds different coming back at you, right? Yeah. Okay, see, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. And so... And and again, when I'd say, let me quote you, and you went, yeah, see, that I didn't, you see, you still didn't quite buy it. No, I, I believe you. It's just hard because before I started taking the medicine, I had problems, and so... I yeah, no, you did, but back then you actually worked through all that. You know, you were depressed because of your dad dying, um, mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, I, I totally can relate to you. My dad died a couple of weeks ago, and, mm-hmm. and my mom in the same week, and so it was quite a blow. But, but uh, they're okay in heaven, and when I look in, and, and I can see them, and I look and I see your dad in heaven, and um, he's, he's got his hands together in a praying position. He's thanking me for telling you the truth, and, and I just cleared the energy off the top of your head. Feel how your head got warm? Mm-hmm. Okay, I cleared the dark energy off, and your dad is smiling and, and, and going, woo-hoo. He's, like, he's like really excited. He said, there's my girl. He couldn't even see you because of the dark drug energy around you. Get off your drugs, and you're going to be happy, and all your problems will evaporate. Mm-hmm. But you can't go cold turkey. You'll lose your mind and go really loony. Mm-hmm. Uh, find a no- Go to another doctor and ask him to help you get off your drugs. Okay. All right. And you'll, and you'll feel better. Ask him his opinion. I'm not a doctor. I can't unprescribe drugs, but I'm telling you what your problem is. That's all it is, is the drugs. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to get to this call really quick. I know we're running just a second over here, but uh, uh, Mariah, you said you have psychic feelings? Yes. Ever, ever since I was little, I've always seen things and felt things, and everyone's always known that, you know, Mariah has this, she can kind of feel spirits or spirits are around her. You do? And I do. Yeah. I, I, I pushed it away, you know, scared and just shut that completely down, and I just wonder 
I mean, is that something I should do, or should I embrace this? And Well, you know, you really don't have a choice. Um, it's always going to be there because that's just your, your, who you are as a spirit. So we're all spirits. We're born into bodies, and we were somewhere before we got here. Mm-hmm. And some of us come in with spiritual gifts. I could always see things from a child on. and um, and so, But you're able to see things, and so you would be, you actually have tremendous gifts of healing. And so you'd be very good at healing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so feel how your hands got really warm when I said that. Yeah. Your hands got warm. See? Yeah. And so you'd be great with hands-on healing. I would I would embrace it. I'd learn how to do Reiki or any kind of hands-on healing. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, if you read my book, it'll make you understand everything. It's called okay. Secrets from Secrets from God, Your Keys to Heaven. And okay. you can get it at GarySpivey.com. Okay. Do you, do you see anyone around me that's like a spiritual advisor to help me? Read my book. You'll understand everything. It shows, it, my, if you read my book, it actually teaches you how to see your angels, see your loved ones on the other side, and even see God. Hi, Lori. Hi, Dave. Okay, so I've, I'm a surgeon, and I've been sleeping with my boss, who's also a surgeon, um, for the past about year and a half. He's married. I'm not. Um, and he has been miserable with his wife for all that time. He's got a couple of kids, and he just hasn't ever left her. Now he's gotten fired. He's going to have to move to Florida. What do you get fired for? I don't know. I, don't, I think it's more like an internal politics thing. Okay, okay. Uh, with other surgeons. He didn't so, do anything wrong. He's a fantastic surgeon. He's going to move um, down to Florida, and you want to know, Florida. should you go with? Well, I don't know. I want to know if the wife is going to go with, because she, I mean, they've been miserable for years, and they just haven't ever separated. And that might be because of the kids, but he's got to move to Florida now, and she does not want to move, but I don't know if she will. Okay, now this is interesting because you would think surgeons got their heads all... Well, you do have your head screwed on straight, and drama like this can happen to anybody no matter what. Oh, but, crazy you, but you wouldn't think that surgeons would be like, you know, that's having an affair true. and that type oh, of thing. It's, it's uh, no. crazy. It's, it's all Grey's Anatomy. I'll it's, bet it is. So, yeah. Gary, what do you see? Is it, what's what's going to happen with her and this married surgeon? Well, first of all, his wife is going to follow the paycheck. And so, yes. Yeah. So she's going to follow the paycheck if he moves to Africa or anywhere. He She'll move, move anywhere. He can move to Baghdad. He can move... Anywhere in the world, and she would follow the paycheck. Did I say anything about the paycheck? You did mention she loves the paycheck. <laughs> yes. And besides the paycheck, she will whoop your, you know, when she if she if she figures out the what's up. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing that this late this one will get physical. Whoa, Lori. Like you have to be careful. See how you got a little dizzy in your head right then? Yeah. Okay. That was just you feeling what she will absolutely hit you in the head with a brick. I heard two bricks. So she's she could be violent. Will be violent. She will be violent. Don't mess with her. Yeah. So okay. you're you're a surgeon. You can do you can probably land just about any guy you want to. Yeah. You don't have to settle for a married guy. Right. Yeah. And so he can make a, a decision. He's really quite a pansy. Um, you know, he's a nice guy, but he's a pansy. And so he just simply hangs in this horrible relationship because he's a, a pansy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very hung on what he thinks he should do. You know, he's trying to go along with, the, I'm supposed to do this, and I'm supposed to stay married to this this horrible, angry lady. Right. That's exactly how he is. He is a pansy. Right. I've been telling him this for years. Right. Well, he, he's not, he's so much of a pansy, I doubt if he stands up and, and really goes into a real deal with you. So you're sort of treading water, and he, he would need to make a decision, or you're really wasting your time, but I certainly wouldn't follow him to Florida until he makes a decision. And so, and if you get tangled up, and you, if you get within arm's reach of her, she's going to knock you out. Okay. okay. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Rose. Question for Gary Spivey. Go ahead. 
Hi, uh, my dad recently came out as a sex addict. Basically what happened was my mom found out he was sleeping with one of her friends, and then he confessed that he has had affairs the entire marriage for 30 years. So my parents separated. Um, he entered intensive treatment, and so I'm wondering if... Number one, if he really is an addict or if it's a Hail Mary to save his family. And number two, what's going to happen with him? Well, I think he'll jump through all the hoops, and I think your mom will forgive him, and I think he's going to get back into, you know, everything will be just fine. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I think he's not a sex addict. If you like sex a lot, does that make you a sex addict? I, I don't is that just so. some term that gets you off the hook? I think that's the first thing I thought is like he, he can, when she said he came out as a sex addict, I was going to say because he got busted cheating, and he said it's compulsive and he can't mm -hmm. help himself. Dave, I think yes. you're right. So You're right. So he's not necessarily a sex no. addict. It was his defense. Yeah, he just. So likes to go out with people. Him? What? So should my mom forgive him? Well, that would be up real? to that would be up to her. I don't think your mom likes sex that much, and he likes it an awful lot. And so I think it's just a different of a difference of opinion, really. And I heard this the other day about forgiveness. When you can't forgive someone, it's really it's become your problem because That's true. it's no longer the other person's problem. You're living the pain or the anger or the frustration that someone else has put on you. Yeah, you become and, them. And do you want to have that basically be your life the rest of you know, for the rest of your life? Be mad about that? No, no one wants to live that but, way. Right? She should forgive him but that doesn't mean she should be with him yeah and so so it, it's important to forgive people you never want to let anyone die and not forgive them that's very very serious because then you end up with them in the next lifetime friend of mine wanted me to ask you a question and she reminded me to ask you this question gary okay why does it seem in the last few years religion has become almost a bad word why is there so much disdain for organized religion lately why is it cool to think religion is stupid and i mean even as recently as five for sure ten years ago you couldn't have got on the air and like you know blasted religion and made fun of people who are christians or whatever because there would have been some big uproar now that's really all you hear celebrities do and i totally respect religions if you want to believe something you have every right to believe it no matter how dumb anybody else might think it would be absolutely you, you have a right to believe whatever you want if you have a right if you think that you should worship the moon you have a right to believe that or not or, or not mm -hmm. but now people are, so anyway so why is it the last few years gary that religion has become so targeted as just wrong and stupid and lame and whatever well i think there's, there's several different reasons but you know you almost stole my line and that that would be i i heard because i think sometimes people don't see religion as cool you know, okay. I think they, they might not think it's cool to, you know, because uh, sometimes people that are in your head, like I just came from the South, I was down, you know, with my family, and, uh, you know, it's very Southern Baptist, Holy Roller, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but people look at, you know, these people and they see them as boring, you know, sometimes. And so I think they think, well, the church folks are a little dull. And and that's not true. That's really not true because I have a lot of friends that are Southern Baptists that are okay. family and friends, and, and, and it's really, really not true. And I think that, 
that um, a lot of times people will hear one little piece of a religion. And so people like to talk about people today. And I think that's a problem because you'll hear one little piece of a religion that you really don't agree with. And it probably is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you'll attack that religion. But there's an awful lot of things about religion that's really right. And there's a lot of truths in religion. Somebody really thought about it that was really spiritually gifted back in the day. And, um, and so there's a lot of really good stuff in, with religion. But there's also bad and good with everyone. That, that makes sense. I mean, I think, every, I think one of the big things is a lot of people think that anybody religious is anti-gay. And I think that if you don't know anything about religion, or you're not my religion, let's say I don't know anything about Episcopalians. It's even a funny-sounding word, mm-hmm. Episcopalians. I don't know anything about it. But if I thought, okay, well, they don't think that it's right to be gay, I might think all Episcopalians are like, you know, like, ah, they're, they're, you know, hate and blah, blah, blah. So I think a lot of people don't like religions because they think all religions are anti-gay. You but, get these huge groups that get together and they protest things that you're, you're like, really? You're spending that much time and hate in something? And then you kind of um, maybe group a lot of religions together. So thinking, if you don't know, you might think that all religions are until they have a gay, nuts like well, that. They can think that way, Dave, until they have a gay kid. Mm-hmm. Then they, they have a gay child, and they love this child because this child's from God, you know. And and uh, then when they have a gay kid, they seemingly have a whole different take on it. And so I, I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen in my family. With, uh, with I have a cousin, uh, some cousins that were very prejudiced. They didn't uh, like black people. And uh, they didn't. It was from the South, you know, of course. And uh, they had a, all of a sudden, a black, uh, one of their children had a black child mm-hmm. that's, that's gay. Oh, really? Yeah. And so... And For so, a Southern Baptist? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know what? They don't see color, and they don't see the difference. And now it's a whole different take. I, I, was, I was amazed at how that, that shook them up, and they, they changed their, their that, views. That is amazing. And I know that there's a lot of parents, especially very, some very religious, anti-gay religious parents. And again, not all religions are anti-gay. So if you think that, not all Christians are anti-gay. No. So if you think that, then you got to learn that they're not. So, um, But I know somebody who their parents are very religious. They're very anti-gay. And the son is absolutely gay, and he's engaged to be married to a girl, and everybody knows that he's gay. Even I think the girlfriend might suspect it, but he won't admit it because his parents are so religious that he knows it's dead wrong and you're going to hell. I read people all the time that are hung in that situation. And I feel bad for her. I feel bad for him because he cannot come out because his parents and his church would be like, you what? Well, you've got to have counseling because you can fix this. But you yeah. see this a lot. I see this a lot, you know. And, and I, I think once people try to heal someone of being gay, they finally come to the conclusion it doesn't work. It does not work? Yeah, because it's not an illness. Let me write that down. It does not it does work. does not work. Okay. Hi, Molly. Hi. Let's talk. You and Gary Spivey, we're all going to listen in. What's going on? Um, about seven months ago, my mom's house kind of got robbed. It really looked like a setup. Her and my boyfriend, my fiance, I'm about to marry him now don't like each other, always fighting. She blames him. He says he didn't do it. He's always been honest with me and always told me the truth about everything. And I just want to know what happened. Did she set him up? Did he do it? And I just, I really need to know. Does he have a criminal record at all? No. He's never been in jail? Nope. It's not in his makeup to steal stuff and rob people's houses? Uh, uh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, is it or no? Yeah. It's... or okay, wait a minute. Okay. Not, not for this, not this kind. 
Okay, so your, boyf your boyfriend does sneak into people's houses and steal stuff. Well, no, not not like that. I mean, he's had a history of, of doing a couple bad things, but not like that. Okay, Gary's going to tell you, who, did her boyfriend steal from her mom or did mom set her up? But this uh, mom didn't set her up. Um, one of her, your mom's friends actually robbed her. Oh, really? Yeah. And so what? One of her friends, one of your mother's friends robbed her. Do you know if they were after something specific? Uh, they were just because well, I mean the house. If it was, you know what I mean. There was everything was left in the house for a couple of things, like stupid little petty things. Feels like jewelry or something, but but anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. It's okay, okay, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. You just lifted everything. Thank you. So it was not the boyfriend? No. Okay. No. Here we have an e uh, email to Ryan Show at KWB.com. My name's Randy. My boyfriend and I have been together off and on for almost four years. In that time, we have broken up many times because he's cheated on me with multiple friends of mine. Once I even caught him with my best friend at the time on my couch in my apartment. Ew. We had a child together who will be two in July. He's always had a drinking and anger management problem, and which I've used as an excuse for his actions. He now is in his final stage of treatment, and we're trying to work things out, which I already see as a bad idea. Everything's been going well, but I still notice his sneer issue once in a while, and it scares me. Not sure what that is. The point is, uh, the point where I don't want to fully commit to this relationship. Does he have demons? Can you get rid of them? Is our relationship going to work this time, or should I just move on? That's from Randy. Okay, well, here's what I see. No matter what I say, I don't see her moving on. No, she'll stay with him forever. Uh, pretty much until he just goes in another direction. Mm -hmm. um, if he don't drink, and if he, if, he, if he just didn't drink, and if he didn't smoke pot, uh, here's what I see. I see that he would not cheat. But if he gets a little bit of an altered consciousness, he ends up with uh, uh, sexual demons, you know, and then he will cheat with anybody in anything around. Yeah. So if he drinks, then he'll cheat. Doesn't matter who it is. No. A, a live body. Really? Yeah. And so that's what the issue is. So if he drinks, then you, you've got a problem. Is he going to come out of rehab and not drink after this? I think he'll do pretty good for about three months, and then I see a relapse. And so she has to be really tough during that time or either leave. Her choice. Okay. We have more with Gary Spivey, the world's most gifted psychic. Amy. Amy, you're getting married. Yay! <laughs> but there's a bad side. What's going on? Yeah. Um... We have a child together, and I think he's cheating on me, and I think the only reason he wants to get married is because I think he just wants to stay here in the United States and not go back home. Hmm. <laughs> so that sounds like love. Okay, so where is home for this guy? Um, in Mexico. Okay, so you got pregnant with the guy, and mm -hmm. everything seemed like it was fun, but now he's you think he's cheating on you, and he just wants to have stay get married because he wants citizenship. Gary's going to tell you whether you're right or wrong. Well, here's what I'm seeing. Um, I think, you know, I think he likes porn a lot. I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of porn. Mm. You know, have you called him with a girl? No. What kind of signs are you seeing? Um, texting late at night, um, not coming home, staying out all night. Okay. Um, it's more than porn, Gary. It's got to be. He's not coming home all night. I think, though, when he don't come home, don't he get mad and not come home? Mm, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just mad because you got in a fight or something and he goes and does something else. I'm going to try that. I'm going to say, you know I, what? I think because I, I accuse him of being with people and right. he that he's not. 
I, I don't see, and you know, he here's says what... He's, I, I, he says he's with his friend drinking, that him and his friends are That's drinking. That's right. My hands got hot. That's right. You know what? You're just going psycho on this guy, and he is not cheating. I'm looking around trying to find anything he's doing wrong, and the only thing he does that I see is just uh, uh, likes a lot of porn. But, but outside of that, I don't see him. I'm trying to find him with another girl, and I can't do it to save my life. So I don't think so. I, I think you're very, very jealous. Feel how hot you got in your chest. You feel warm now. Feel mm -hmm. that? Okay. Yeah. That means I told you the truth. Yeah, you're just going through it and going totally psycho on him for no reason. Is that what he tells? Is that what he tells you? He tells me that. He tells he, you. The he tells me he's not, and if he was, that he would tell me the truth. And I think he, he would. would. Yeah. No. No. It's you. It's not him. And I just feel like I don't know if I can trust him. You can trust him. You can, You know. You got to get you. You can't trust you to trust him. You got to trust I, him. Right. And I think I have a problem. With you do. It's you. It's not him. It's you. Okay. Good luck. Doesn't feel good to hear that. Yeah. Trust me, yeah. I know. Okay. Nicole, uh, thanks for waiting so long. What did you want to ask Gary Spivey? Hi, thank you so much for answering my call. Um, my best friend passed away almost two years ago, and um, she was about a half a block away from her house, and she hit a tree. We don't know what happened, but she died almost instantly. And, she fell asleep. Um, I'm sorry? She fell asleep. Oh, my gosh. Um, and when... Uh, she passed away. Um, it was too hard for her mom to go in her room and clean up her room. So her sister-in-law and I did, and I found pictures that were stashed away, like almost hidden. And there was a picture that looked like she was pregnant, but <clears throat> sorry, I'm not sure if it was if it was like a just a pretend picture she was messing around, or if she was actually pregnant because she was gone for a while and nobody knew. That, no, she was pregnant. That's true. Did she actually have the baby? Yes. She did. And so I think she put it up for adoption or something. Oh, my God. See how warm you got? You got really yeah, warm. Is there a way for me to find out? Um, I don't see how you're going to connect the dots. Um, I, it looks like she might have went away. I'm feeling Florida. And um, it seems like she was in Florida. So that may give you some clue. There's a couple of people who do know about it. Uh, one would be her aunt. She has an aunt she was close to, and the aunt knows all about it. And so but that's that's what I see. Oh, my God, my body is, like, tingling. Yeah, that's because I told you the truth. You'll feel that kind of surge. What, of a, sad sto what a sad story oh, wow. just all around. How old was your friend when she died? She was 26. That's oh, terrible. Yeah. It is. And she, uh, that's crazy. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for calling. Bye. We have Kelly, our final call. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Last call for Gary Spivey. Um, well, Gary, my question is, um, my best friend's husband and I dated years back. Right. And in the last couple years, he's kind of been making comments to me about why we broke up and we'll all be together and he'll get drunk and make other comments to me. And obviously I haven't told my best friend the things he said, but it's really put a wedge in our relationship. And I mean, we're kind of drifting apart and I'm pulling away and I'm just wondering, obviously I haven't told her, um, do I just let the friendship go or, I mean, it's very uncomfortable for me. You should tell him. 
I, I don't think you need to burden her with that because that's going to yeah. throw doubt in her head and stuff. And she's really a great person. She's really a great friend. She but I, but I think you should tell him that you know you're uncomfortable with that, and that's cute. But you're, you have no interest. Uh, the bottom line is you do have a tiny bit of interest, and that scares you and freaks you out. And so you have to realize that you just got to have no interest, and you got to tell him you, you, you're not interested because you don't want to, you know, betray your friend. Yeah. Yeah, so just tell him. Okay. Simple as that, one conversation. Thank right. you so much. My thought of the week this week is for me to tell you guys to all have more compassion. Sometimes that's just as simple as the problem is. Sometimes we have a hard time having compassion for other people because we're a little hardened by life. If you are, or if you've had your heart broken, it's really hard to have compassion. Let me tell you how to get a spiritual gift. You simply look up and you just say the word angel and then say the word God. God, please give me the spiritual gift of a brand new heart. You'll notice you'll feel warm in your chest. Pull the heart into your chest. As you reach up and grab your brand new heart, pull it into your chest. As you pull it into your chest, you'll notice a warm sensation in your chest. That means your brand new heart is right there. After you get your brand new heart, it's very easy to have compassion once again. Just project as much love to everybody, even your enemies. And I'd like to thank you for listening to the Tapping In with Gary Spivey podcast. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. We're running a special 199. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics. And you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number is 1-800-217-5336. And I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.